Hello, and welcome to another episode of Within the Game. My name is Aaron Wexler, and I'm so happy today to have Sarah Hughes with me on the podcast. Sarah, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love the energy you're bringing, so let's get into it. Let's go. (laughs) So Within the Game is all about how to treat your craft and your life like a game so that you can have more fun, be the best version of yourself, and stay inspired both in and out of your game. We talk about personal growth, mindset, expansion, and how to use the law of attraction to be the best version of yourself. So, you know, Sarah, I'm inspired by you because I think you do all you you just embody all those things. And um, I'm like I said, I'm really happy to have you here. So your quick introduction. So Sarah, you're a beat a professional beach volleyball player, a Nike sponsored athlete, a three time NCAA champion at USC, five time AVP champion, six time world tour champion. Let's go. And you're currently getting ready to take off for the world tour finals in Doha. You're also pre- uh, preparing for an Olympic run with reunited partner Kelly Clays. Your IG is at Sarah Hughes Beach. Let's go, Sarah. Let's jump right <laughs> into you. it. Yeah, let's jump right into it. What does inspired living mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great question. And, and it's obviously different for everyone, right? Uh, for me, you know, it's doing what I love and going to work every day and waking up and just knowing it's exactly what I want to do. Uh, for me, I've, I've been playing beach volleyball for a really long time, but I kind of just asked myself the other day, it's like, will I ever get tired of this? <laughs> but I, I don't know when that day will come. But for me, I wake up and I'm like ready to go. I'm ready to train. I'm ready to get better. Um, and just loving the craft that I play and what I'm doing, but also like maintaining who I am as a person and, um, you know, respecting myself while respecting the game. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I I just feel like living my life to the fullest and I love what I'm doing so far and can't wait to continue to keep growing and to keep getting better. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that share. You know, like I said, I you inspire me because of the energy that you bring. You know, I've I've been uh, lucky enough to be on the court, you know, and, and with you and watch you train and and help you prepare for upcoming tournaments and you know just watching the way you you just approach the craft, approach the game, approach your own training, and um, it's just really cool. It's really inspiring to see that, and it it, it just reminds me of an inspired athlete. You know, it's like my whole message that I'm trying to bring forward is this whole idea of stay inspired and the whole idea of like we're all inspired athletes you know but as an inspired athlete if you if you you know identify yourself as that um, what does that mean to you yeah I I mean like you said I I think it's really important to respect what you're doing um, especially as a professional athlete it's just I go out on the court every day wanting to get better And I approach the same way with, you know, my conditioning, my weightlifting, with my trainer. It's just, I'm never necessarily satisfied because I feel like there's always so much more to give and so much more to learn every day. And I think, you know, if you're not approaching a mindset of like wanting to get better and also at the same time, loving what you're doing, it's kind of like, well, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I, you know, I, I've tried to find that balance and it's not easy, especially with sports. 
um, I think a lot of young girls could maybe try to learn from this. It's like, there's probably more bad days than good days with sports and being a professional athlete. Like right. you, you don't always get to be on top of the podium every single time, but it's about what's like, you know, you kind of look at like the iceberg reference of like people only see what's on the top. But like, if you look below, there's so much more below the hardships, the, you know, everything you have to overcome, but like, it's helped you get to that spot. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if anything bad happens, it's just kind of like, you know, what could be worse. We're going to learn from this and we're going to get better from it. So I try to approach that where it's like, I don't really don't try to let things get me down. I just try to learn from them. Yeah, no, that's a great point. You know, it's it's funny that I've been on this path of uh, the whole stay inspired path for a while now. And, you know, it's not, it's not like, um, I'm like that all the time. <laughs> you know, like, there's we're human beings, we, we go through ups and downs, we, you know, we have emotions, but um, I think you great, you, you bring up a great point for inspired athletes, right? Or this idea of the inspired athlete, which is like, it's not it's not like we're like that all the time. We don't have like great practices and great games all the time. Um, it's nice to be on the trajectory that that's where we want to go. Right. And I think it's nice to remember that. And I think that's part of the message that we'd like to, to put forth is like, you know, where are you headed? What direction are you going in? I think it's important to know where I'm going, right? Know where we're going. Um, um, and if we're going, you know, like if you have, you know, a dream to go to the Olympics, that's, that's a beautiful, um, marker it's like yeah that's that's where i'm going so that's that's the trajectory i need to be on you know um but for the i think it's a great point though for the days that aren't feeling so good or or maybe you're you don't want to be there for whatever reason you know how do you get through those days how do you get through those practices training sessions or even games yeah no i mean it's it's not easy like you said um but it's going to happen we're not perfect and I truly just try to shake it off, you know, mm. like understand that those days, those matches, those practices are going to happen and just be like, okay, didn't really feel right today. I was a little off, but I still got good reps in. Like, I don't want to approach it where it's like, I know, you know, I'm having a bad practice, but I'm like, oh, I'm just going to give up and just like go through the motions. It's like, no, I'm going to at least try to focus on what I'm doing. Maybe it might not. I'm not doing it right. Or I keep hitting it in the net, but I'm going for it and yeah. I'm trying and just knowing that it's okay to make those mistakes. Um, and like, same thing during a match. It's just like you, I hate watching film on a bad match, right? It's, it's so tough. hard. Yeah. It's so tough going back and being like in the moment, like, what are, what were you doing? But I've really tried to be like, okay, now I, I really got to watch this and I got to analyze it because I can take from what I did wrong and just like kind of get better for the next one. Mm. Um, but I think it's okay to take time, especially maybe after a match, like 20, 40 minutes, it's kind of a, a time to maybe sulk a little bit or kind of just get mad and be like, what did I do? Or what could I have done better? And then it's like, okay, I have that time. Now it's over with. And I move on. Mm. Cause I think that, I think that's hard. I feel like as athletes and, I've done it a lot where you kind of just think, Pat, like what, what happened? What happened instead of moving on? So it's like, give your time, give that time. You get 30, 40 minutes, be mad, 
And then after that time, it's over with. You have to move on. It's a new day. It's a new match. Learn from it and let's get better. Yeah. No, that's great. I I, uh, I really resonate with that. Um, I've heard you in another podcast talk about playing for your grandmother. Now, I would love to hear more about that. Um, for me, that's relatable because sometimes, especially when we're not feeling great, sometimes we we think of a family member or it doesn't even have to be a family. It could be somebody, but we play for somebody else. Um, could you talk about how your how how important your grandmother was to you or still is to you, you know, and, and you know yeah. what that means playing for her? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, my grandmother is no longer with us, but um, I just had a super close relationship with her um, as far back as I can remember. Uh, she was at every one of my tournaments, every one of my games, like since I was eight years old playing beach volleyball and then all my indoor stuff, like she was just always there and my biggest fan and believed in me so much. And one of my first tournaments I ever played in, you know, she was it, she paid the flight, you know, for me to go and play in the Norseka tournament because she believed in my dreams. Um, and so I think sometimes, you know, when I have a really good tournament or I'm doing something I think is really cool. I'm like, grandma, I'm doing it. Like you would be so proud. Like, I wish you were here to see this, but I know you're watching. And, um, but I mean, same goes to like my family and everyone that's cheering me down my path right now. It's like, they mean so much to me. And even like my sister, my older sister, she's my best friend. And one time she's just like, well, as long as you're happy, Sarah, like, even if it's, you decide not to play volleyball, like we still love you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as athletes, we're like really deeply rooted in like the sport we play and we love it. And it's like, you know, we're doing it to like reach a certain goal, but it's like, it's such a good reminder to be like, you know what? Family is always there for me, no matter what. This episode is brought to you by new sponsor of the show, Ready Fit Go. Ready Fit Go is a new meal prep company based out of Hermosa Beach, California, and they offer delicious and nutritious pre-made meals that cater to everyday people, athletes, and entrepreneurs. If you're like me, taking time to go to the grocery store, cook, and do meal prep in a healthy way can be a challenge. Ready Fit Go provides a great solution to this challenge as they offer over 70 options from hot meals to salads to desserts to snacks, and they offer a wide range of choices for all types of diet needs. Ready Fit Go is offering within the game listeners 30% off their entire menu. Go to rfghealthyfoods.com and use code GAME30. That's capital G, lowercase a-m-e, the number 30 for the discount. Also, if you are near Hermosa Beach, you can check out their store in person to see all their options. They are located at 1025 Pacific Coast Highway in Hermosa Beach, California. Thank you, Ready Fit Go, for sponsoring the episode. Let's go! So if I'm losing or I have a bad match, like I can call them and I know that they're just going to be like, it's okay. We love you. Just keep doing what you're doing. And I think having that kind of support system is, is so important. And I like, can't thank my family and my friends enough for that. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah. Um, cool. I want to ask you about being a Nike athlete. Um, because you know as an athlete myself you know I've, I've I've never really reached the the kind of success you've had but being an athlete 
you always kind of think of like, okay, what would that feel like to be a Nike sponsored athlete? And it just kind of feels like the peak of like in a, of like, man, I'm, I made it. <laughs> That's what it feels like for me on the outside anyway. So I was hoping you could break that down. What, what did that feel like to, to, to sign with Nike? Oh my gosh. I don't even know if I can put into words what it felt like. Right. I, I mean, you know, growing up, you, you see so many prominent athletes with the Nike swoosh on their chest. And, um, I think for me, you know, I, I went to a modern day high school who was sponsored by Nike. So I was wearing Nike. Then I went to USC sponsored by Nike. So it always felt like it always felt like home for me. And I always had that goal in the back of my mind. You know, I was like, I want to be a professional beach volleyball player. I would love to be sponsored by Nike. Like that's my number one. I, I, that's what I want to reach. And, um, you know, luckily with the help of my agent and, uh, you know, all the time and the work that I put in and dedication, we were able to sign with them. And it was just a dream come true because the year, I think my senior year uh, at USC, I read the book Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. It's like my favorite book because I, I love business. I love entrepreneurship and I love sports. I love Nike. So it just kind of like was all encompassing. And I read that book. And then a year later I signed with Nike and I was just like, I, I can't believe this is happening. It's like a full circle moment. And, um, it's been unbelievable. I I've the, the experience I've had with them so far, they're such an amazing company and they support me wholeheartedly. And, um, I just can't wait for, you know, many more years with them. So cool. It's so cool. I mean, just to identify with like the top, you know, apparel brand for for athletes in the world and just to to, to call yourself a Nike sponsored athlete is just a really cool thing. So uh, congrats on that, you know, and you and you Thank deserve you. it. You deserve it because, you know, like I from the outside, what it what it seems to me is like they they look for athletes that embody what they stand for, which is excellence and greatness and in the pursuit of those things right and and you you have that and so it's it's not you know it's no coincidence and and also it's, you know speaking of the law of attraction stuff i you attracted that you know you you uh you wore the brand the whole your whole life you know growing up playing sports and then it just kind of fits so that that's really cool yeah i'm very proud and love repping nike that's for sure <laughs> yeah yeah um, let's talk a little bit about the flow. I really love asking guests on the show about the idea of the flow. Um, talk about what that means to you. And is it something you can practice? Or you just find yourself there? What's the what's the whole idea of the flow to you? Yeah, I mean, the flow is, is a really, really fun place to be in as an athlete. I think it's kind of hard to describe. But you know, when you're in that flow um you know personally like I don't necessarily know if it's something you can practice but for me it's just you know going out there and, and doing my best and like trying to play my hardest but I personally find the flow in either practice and a match if it's you don't have to think about anything you know I think sometimes we're like two in our head it's like you maybe you're a little bit too mental out on the court but like being in that flow state is just like I know what I'm going to do with this ball it doesn't matter what's happening it's like 
I feel like I know where they're going to hit the ball defensively. Like I can, I can run anything down. I can hit any shot and you just don't think you just play and you rely on everything you've learned and you've worked so hard for. And when you're in that space, it's just, you just feel invincible and it's such a fun place to be. And so you don't think uh, it's something you can practice. You just kind of find yourself there. Yeah. I just feel like I personally just kind of find myself there. Cool. Um, Cause I think some days it's really hard to like turn off your, your mind and your brain. And, you know, you're thinking of for volleyball, you know, it starts with the pass, but maybe while you're passing, you're thinking about, Oh, what is my next hit going to be? But it's like in that flow state, it's just like, you're just focusing one thing at a time and um, it just kind of comes to you. Can you find the flow outside of the sport? Wow. Um, I mean, that's a great question. I think, I think you possibly can. Um, I mean, I, I feel like maybe it's a little different outside the sport because flow to me, you know, in the game or in the match is just, you're not necessarily going through the motions, but it's just like everything feels right and everything's there. Whereas when it comes to, you know, outside of the game, it's like, I maybe not want to be in a flow state as much because I feel like sometimes then you're maybe just going through the motions and you're not taking time to appreciate like the little things. Mm, um, okay. So yeah, for me, I mean, maybe you're in that flow when everything's going right and you're happy and um, life's moving like towards your trajectory point. But for me, I don't know. I just think maybe, like I said, you kind of take a little bit more time to appreciate things and letting it just like kind of pass by. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. I think that's a good segue to focus because I want to ask you about mindset and focus and, and how all that plays, you know, together, um, plays a role together when, okay. So l let's start with this. When I was on the court with you and I was playing with Ty Tramley, shout out Ty Tramley. My God. Love Ty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love you, man. Um, when we were on the court, you know, uh, Ty and I have been able to train with some, some very high level athletes, uh, like yourself, there was only one other time that I've felt uh, a similar focus, um, which was with April Ross. And that was before the, the Olympics with her and Alex Kleiman, but you have a very similar energy on the court. When it comes to focus, you get locked in which I think personally allows you to find the flow, that ability to focus, lock in, let all the stuff outside of the game go and just get into that focused mindset, which is difficult. I think that's a skill. Talk about that. Talk about how you find that, how you create that, that focus for yourself, which ultimately creates mental toughness, sure. right? Well, thank you. I appreciate you, <laughs> you know, referring me to April Ross. I mean, she's one of the best. So um, and, you know, she's known for her grit and focus. So, I mean, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, for me, I just think, you know, when I get out onto that volleyball court, you know, I want to win. And I mean, I want to have fun. Obviously, that's the whole point of having fun. But like, I get out there to step onto the court to win and to bring home gold medals for Team USA and to be the best volleyball player I could be and to not only, you know, impact myself, but just impact the the young 
women and and men who want to play beach volleyball and follow in our footsteps like I I want to show them how much I care and how much I love for the sport so when I get out there it's just I'm locked in and I'm focused on what I want and what my goals are and you know the only way of getting those are to step on the court and to win um yeah but I also you know I try to approach every practice every game every match like that I think it's important to not you know let the the little things pass by because it's like to be in the present moment you know you want to focus on that because it's going to make you better and just I I really try not to take any plays off yeah no okay so this is good let's get into that a little more because this is something that's taken me a long time to to try to get to. I feel like uh, I've recently been able to to get there more, and it feels really good because if you commit to the present moment, like you're talking about, that's when the that's when you can start experiencing the flow. I feel, but let's talk about getting into that focus, right? Because it's it, for me, it starts with an intention. So you get to practice, you get to your training, even in a game, you're like, okay, I'm going to treat every single moment. Like it's kind of like my last moment, right? Like, and then not just that, but like, I'm going to like get so aware of what's going on. Uh, I was, I had a, a, a sports psychologist on Dr. Mike Gervais, and he was talking about meta awareness, which is like, it's one thing to be aware of like what's going on around you, the score, the wind, all everything meta awareness is like the idiosyncrasies right like like you're so locked in on your breathing like the 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 spacing of you and the ball and the but like talk about some of the small small things and even I would like you to talk about some of the 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 time in between points because that's valuable time that all all that time adds up uh in between a game sure yeah I mean it's important to focus on the little things I think, uh, you know, one thing you brought up is breathing. I, I, it's so important. And even recently uh, with my, my trainer that I've only been working with for probably like maybe five months now, um, Mikhail Jenkins, he, you know, I am breathing constantly while working out. And I kind of found like a new, it's just crazy. Like I, I never, obviously we're always breathing in everyday life, but it's like when you intentionally breathe, it, it really helps. And so out, out in the match or during a game, it's just like, it's so important. If you find you're like heart racing or you're nervous, it's just like, just take one deep breath, you know, just focus, take a deep breath. It's almost like a reset. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's important to reset during the little moments and, um, you know, even before going back to serve, like I have a little routine. Uh, most volleyball players do, but like I have a little routine I do that kind of just like sets me and gets me in the ready mode. It's like, okay, this is my routine. I'm ready to go. Um, even for beach volleyball, it comes down to like doing a handshake with your partner, uh, you know, kind of getting in the zone. Uh, for me, before I pass, I just want to, I sometimes I just gonna, I, I just say, one pass, just pass. Cause it's like, you don't want to focus on too far ahead, just one pass. Um, so I think just little things like that. I, you know, I don't know if that resonates with everyone, but for me, it's just taking that time to refocus and keep going after it. Yeah, no, I love that. 
um, carry that over to championship mindset. You know, before we, we click the record button, we were talking about this whole idea of winning mindset, champion mindset. Uh, Misty May comes to mind. If you want to bring her up, I know you look up to her quite a bit. Um, I look up to her a lot too, three-time Olympic gold medalist. Um, but talk about what that means to you, champion mindset and how you embody this, this winning energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you said, Misty, how could you not love Misty May? Uh, she is my idol and I've had such a cool history with Misty where I met her when I was eight years old. Um, and a coach that I was training with for beach volleyball set me down and was like, if you want to be the best, you have to watch the best. And who was playing right in front of me practicing in Huntington beach. It was Misty. And so I really looked up to her and still look up to her and have a close relationship with her now, but seeing, you know, what she's done for the sport growing up, knowing that I've wanted to do the same. I think for me, it's just, and I've kind of mentioned this before, but it's, it's approaching every day intentionally. Um, whether, you know, that's an off day, like as athletes, we need rest, we need recovery, we need to listen to our bodies. But also, when I'm coming into practice, approaching that day, not just going through the motions, wanting to get better, wanting to learn a new skill, which I think, for me, this past season has been huge. I mm. think my game has completely changed this past season. Um, and, and I, you know, and you, you actually brought up Michael Gervais and um, mm -hmm. I was able, it's kind of crazy how we're just going full circle a lot, this, <laughs> this podcast, but I was invited by a professor at USC to come sit in on one of his classes where Michael Gervais uh, was talking. And I was kind of, you know, just student in the back listening and kind of, but he was introducing to the class, like personal mottos and like living, you know, what is, what is what you want? Like, it, it was kind of like just one sentence, maybe a sentence or two that you're not afraid to live by that you would live by every day. And I remember writing down in my notebook, like I wrote it down right away. And he was like, does anyone want to share their mantra or their motto? And like, I raised my hand right away and I wasn't in the class, but I was like, I feel very comfortable saying this. Um, so he had me come up in front of the class. And for me, it was when the same way you lose with respect and integrity. So I've really held on to that and like really tried to approach a lot of things with that, where it's like, win or lose, I am who I am. I'm going to be the same person um and be who I am and have respect for myself and my opponents and everyone watching me like that's how I'm approaching my game and in my life and I think that was something so huge that happened you know at USC where I knew right away that's exactly what I wanted to say wow. and it was kind of it was kind of cool establishing that and I obviously really live by it wow Thank you for sharing that. I mean, that's so cool. And and it is a full circle moment with Dr. Michael Gervais, because he I call him the the key holder. He just has all these little tools and keys to be able to unlock certain things and unlock certain things about yourself. 
you know, um, which is which goes back to the whole theme of this whole idea of stay inspired and find what inspires you because that you have to unlock those things. They're inside of us, but we have to kind of get out of our own way. I feel like a lot of the times I feel like we we all kind of like get in our own way, you know, and it takes these awarenesses and these practices and, you know, hearing, hearing stories like that. It's just so cool to know that we all have to do this work. This is work. This is like, like, especially and and relating this back to champion mindset, champions do this work all the time. This is like a constant work on yourself, a constant, um, you know, uh, sharpening the ax, right? Keeping the mind sharp and, and keeping your intentions not just focused on winning, I this is my opinion, not just focused on winning, but actually heart based, like you said, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna know that I'm just grateful, and inspired by my whole experience around me, whether it's my opponent, my teammate, my opponent, my coaches, all the people watching me, like I'm in this, you know, and it feels so good to be in it, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're spot on. I'm like, I have these goals. And no one's going to get in my way of trying to achieve them. So it's like, I'm in it. I'm focused. I'm ready to approach every day to eventually get to that goal. Like, that's what I'm here to do. And, you know, obviously that it is this goal for me to get to the Olympics and I want to win a gold medal, but also at the same time, you know, impacting others and other people in my life and still maintaining who I am. I'm I'm obviously an athlete, but I'm also so much more than that. So like right. remembering that, but heck, I am on a mission and I want to win and I want to yeah. get to that point. So nobody's standing in my way because I'm ready to get to it. Yeah, no, I love that mindset. Um, talk a little bit about emotional management as you go through this journey, especially going, you know, going on this Olympic run and getting ready to, you know, do the whole world tour. And, you know, it's, it's, you got to and and relate it back to champion mindset, right? Because the best champions in the world are able to control their emotions or or not just control them, but make them useful. Right. I actually want yeah. you to talk about that because because uh, since we were talking about Dr. Michael Gervais, I think he would say your emotions are are great. You got to use them. It's not just um, I think the the old school mentality for a lot of athletes is like no emotions, just win, just execute. I think the new school mentality is like, no, your emotions are there. You know, it's how you manage them and how you, you make them useful. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's how can you ignore your emotions? Right. I, I mean, kind of taking it back a little bit, I was, you know, trying for the 2020 Olympic games and, you know, was making a pretty good path to them, but my partner got injured and couldn't play anymore and at that point it was too late for me to qualify with anyone else and then COVID hit and so for me it was pretty devastating and pretty heartbreaking because I was almost to that goal potentially and then right. and then it was just taken away like I, there's nothing I could do right and I for me like it was so so hard but I, I approached it. I was just like, okay, this happened. It really sucks. Like it's going to be really crappy to watch it and not be there, but what else can I do? I can, I can quit. 
or I can just shut it out, know that it happened and get back to work. So that was a huge thing for me. It was just like, I'm, I still have this goal that has not changed. There will be more opportunity for me. So I kind of used it as a source to just feel the fire even more and just keep going and keep working hard. And, um, you know, and I know good things will come if I just keep, keep working. And now, like you mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm reunited with Kelly Chang and uh, we're making a run for Paris, the 2024 Olympics, and it's not going to be an easy journey. You know, it starts, the qualification starts next month. And I'm so excited because with her by my side, like I know we can do it and I know we can win and I know we can get there. So right now, I think a lot of emotions are happening where I'm like really excited, maybe a little bit nervous because, you know, it's, it is all starting next month, but for the most part, it's just like, I'm just ready to work and I'm ready to go. I'm like, I just feel so ready where it's like, put any team in front of me and I want to be them. I love that mindset. Um, I I do want to get into what's coming up next, but I just want to go back a little bit here. Um, and this is, this is a tool that I've recently used for my own life, which is called anchoring emotional. This is a emotional management stuff, emotional intelligence. So what the idea is, is when you anchor a memory, a really good memory, and I actually want to bring up the Manhattan open. I got to ask you about that. Um, winning the Manhattan open. So when you won that with Kelly Kalinske, um, how can you use the anchoring of the emotions of that to make that useful moving forward? Sure. I mean, oh man, that was such an amazing tournament. Uh, it was so fun winning with Kelly Kalinske. I mean, she's such an amazing player. And um, I mean, you can look at that match. You know, we went to three and we were down in the third and it wasn't looking too good, but it was just coming together and like having that mindset of like, just don't give up. Like, we're not going to give this moment up. And, you know, we fought back, I think maybe like four or five points in a row to win that match. Um, But it was just kind of in that flow state, right. Of like, don't put too much pressure on ourselves. Like don't think about in two points, if they score two more points, we lose. So it was just like, keep playing, keep doing what we're doing, put the pressure on and go. Yeah. And, you know, you, you come back and we, and we won and um, it was an unforgettable moment because it's like you Manhattan beach cannot be taken away from you. Right. Like our names will be on the pier next year. Like we won that moment and it was so much fun because like Kelly's family was there. My whole family was there. It's just one of those moments that you'll never forget as an athlete. And like you said, you can pull from that moment of on a bad day, but it's like, okay, this is a bad day. I might not be playing my best, but look what I can achieve as an athlete. And like, what, look at what I did this past season. It's like the most, like the, the longest standing history tournament. Yeah. Misty has her name up there. Cart cry. Like anyone who's anyone is on that pier and you are now on that pier. 
so like, cool. Can't forget about that one. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and like you said, you can use that. If you're ever, if you're ever down in the future in a game, you can be like, oh, I know how to come back, right? I know how to do it. I've oh, done yeah. it before. Right. For I think sure. that's, uh, yeah. I think that's really relatable. I've done it before. Exactly. It's just yeah. like, I've done it before. I can do it again. Doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, I have a couple quotes here for some, from some of your old coaches, but before we, <laughs> before we <laughs> get there, I actually wanted to go back. Cause you mentioned, uh, Mikhail, Mikhail Jenkins. And I wanted to ask you about his name. He just keeps coming up, you know, and it's, it's, it's cool to hear about how champions are finding ways to, evolve their training regimens um talk a little bit about him and what you do off the court to prepare you for for on-court performances oh man how do I talk about him <laughs> he is probably the best thing that's happened to my career wow. to be completely honest um I was introduced to him by Kelly Kalinske I'm forever grateful to her for that um I went into his gym knowing a not not really knowing what he did but like seeing some clips of like what he was doing with athletes and I had actually once told my trainer that I'd been working with in the past like I would see you know Kelly Klinsky work out and I'm like oh I love that I feel like my body would just like adapt really well to that and when you say and, that what, what do you mean like, uh, um, like unpack just, that yeah uh just sorry kind of like the way he approaches um, workouts and exercises. Like I, I would just see some of his athletes, you know, working with bands and how yeah. explosive they were and how they right. looked on the court. So I, I kind of saw that and was like, man, I, I just think it would work really well with me. And, you know, lo and behold, a couple of years later, I I'm in his gym and I think we, we clicked right away. Like yeah. I trusted him right away. And, you know, he, it's hard. It's hard work. It's probably the hardest work I've ever done getting in his gym and doing his workouts. And, um, but he has big goals in mind and I have those goals and we just work together and the way he's helped my game and helped transform the way I look and how more explosive and how my quickness is different with him. Um, it's just, so it's really fun. Like as an athlete, when something works for you, and, you know, he, he applies it, you know, he really specifically looks at the game and tries to incorporate everything from the game into the workouts, which yeah. not many people do. Right. So, um, I'm just forever grateful for him. And like, there's no way I, I'm like, he is the one that I'm going to be working with for the rest of my career. Yeah, that's so cool. I, you know, I'm, I'm friends with John Hyden. And I remember when John Hyden started working with him, I think he's the one that kind of found him. And then Tri Bourne started working with him and um, Emily Stockman and all these people started going to the dojo. <laughs> and you look at their results. I mean, those everyone I just mentioned there is winner. Um, and espe especially Tri Bourne. Tri's got tries had so many things, so many setbacks to get through physically. Um, and now he's the MVP, right? And it's you know, obviously an Olympian too. But I, you know, Mikhail, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, I want I want to get you on the podcast because <laughs> your name just keeps coming up, and you're obviously doing something something great <laughs> in 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 the dojo. So that's really cool. Um, so okay, building on the support system, let's talk about your your coaches. Now you've had like some amazing coaches to help you 
you know, through your journey. Um, specifically, there, there's three that I, I reached out to uh, before this show. Let's start with Jose Loyola. Um, I, I'm going to read you a little bit of a quote that I got from him uh, about you, and then maybe you, can, you can respond, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right, this is from Coach Loyola. Sarah was the easiest player I've ever worked with. She is dedicated and committed to the process. She has been through a lot last couple of the last couple of years, but maybe it was necessary for her future because it made her stronger. I am certain it will help her with her ultimate goal, which is to win the Olympic gold medal. I'm really happy with her recent successes. I'm glad her and Kelly have partnered back up. It's all about timing and this is their time. Oh, <laughs> Jose. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's so nice. I, oh my gosh, I worked so long with Jose. And I consider him family and his family, like we're very close and he really took the time, especially after, you know, my partner got injured and, um, he never, ever stopped believing in me. And he, you know, we would be one-on-one working out and just working so hard together. And he's so passionate. Passion. I was just going to say passion. Oh gosh. He loves the game so much and he approaches it with, it's just, it's just so much fun to be around him Yeah, and what he brought to the table. And so, yeah, forever grateful for him. And I'm so happy that he's still like working with USA volleyball. I get to see him all the time. Um, but what a great guy, what a great coach. And, um, I've, lucky I have him on my side that's for sure (laughs) yeah and and I'm gonna mention um coach Evie and coach Dane Blanton here in a minute but while we're talking about coaches let's make this relatable to anyone listening talk about being coachable because that's a skill too no matter what level you're at athletically like you you mentioned before you you're always learning more things you're you, you know even as a champion you're learning stuff right I it brings up for my mind it um Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, right? They were always adding things, right? Misty May, Kerry Ball. I mean, champions add things to their game. And so talk about real quick about being coachable and how that's a skill. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so important to to be able to respect your coaches and um, to listen and to learn from them. I think I've been very lucky with a lot of the coaches I've worked with. Like I'm you know, I I've been coached by some really, really amazing people, but I think nowadays, like a lot of people are more like, Oh, what can they do for me? What Mm. can they do for me? Not what can I do for them? Right. Um, so I just think a lot of players just like want, want, want. And I think it's important to like, be able to, to just, set your ego aside, mm-hmm. and listen, and try to get better. And obviously, maybe there, I know there's not great coaches out there and you have to, to kind of, you know, figure out what's right for you. But it's like, if you know, you've got a great person, a great coach, listen to what they're trying to tell you. Like, listen and try it. Like, that's all you can do to get better. And if it doesn't work out for you, that's okay. And you can talk to your coach and be like, Hey, I tried it. I tried it your way. Can we maybe tweak it some other way? Right, right, right. And then if they're a good coach, they respect that and try to tweak it to what's best for you. But if you're constantly have this mindset of like, 
oh, I don't need a coach. They don't need to tell me what to do. I'm good enough. It's like, oh my gosh, you're never going to learn and you're never going to be coachable. Like you just have to listen, have to listen and just try it. That's yeah. like my advice. It's like, I, I've, yeah, I don't know. Like I know yeah. we're going to talk about Evie, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I listened to a lot of what he had to say and I think it really changed my game. Wow. Cool. Evie Matthews, a good friend of mine. I actually talked to him for a long time last night and talk about passion. Talk about a guy who's just committed to the game, to the craft, to, to learning, to learning, right? He's always learning. He's always trying to see what, what's working, what's not. So I, so here's some things that coach Evie said about you. She's got that switch. Always in a good mood. Uh, she loves running a faster offense and being more dynamic. Um, uh, and then, oh, he he really wanted me to mention uh, how proud he was of you for winning the the FIVB Challengers in Brazil and Australia, recent, which was recent. Um, and um, and he was really stoked on the wild card entry to the World Tour Finals. So yeah, so thanks, Evie, for for all those things. But if you could unpack the idea of got that switch, right? Because this is what I think when when I hear that from an athlete point of view. We want to have that switch. We want to have that switch where it's like, it's go time. It's winning time. It's like, you know what? No more messing around. <laughs> I'm going to, it, for me, it's like entering the new, the, the, the winning gear, right? We're in third or fourth gear. And then all of a sudden switch time to go to fifth. That's, that's what that means to me, but unpack that. <laughs> yeah. For yeah. You. No, it, it's funny. You mentioned that. I think, yeah, Evie had brought that up to me before. Um, I mean, just the before, like I, I cannot thank Evie enough. Like I love him as a person, love him as a coach, love how he approaches the game, how much he brings to it. Um, yeah. And, and just and talking about that switch, I think, I guess I never really noticed it to be <laughs> completely honest. Like Evie brought it up a few times of like, Oh, you just got that switch. Like, you know, it's go time, you know, it's time to lock in. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I think just maybe it's one of those things that comes naturally for me, but it kind of just goes back into that like, what are my goals? What do I want? Yeah. And, it, you know, and how am I going to do that? And it's just kind of that lock in of focus, mentality. Let's do it. Like, yeah. if, you know, for me, it's just like, doesn't matter who's on the other side of the court. Like, I want to win. Um, but with Evie, it was just like, we clicked really well and um I was kind of running I would say maybe like a more traditional way of playing beach volleyball mm -hmm. I think the game has changed a lot within like yes. the past two years like it's yep. changed so much that it's like if you're almost not running some tempo sets or quick sets it's like you're behind um yep. which is crazy and I think a lot of maybe coaches are having trouble like adapting to that um but with Evie it was like I think he saw me as a player and he's like this is what we're gonna do mm -hmm. and I like love it and I it was it's been so much fun and like I'm continuing to do it and I know Evie and I are still gonna work together in some way um I don't think our time's over yet but yeah he yeah he um really introduced like a whole new way of playing and it's been just so fun. And I think I've taken it and kind of run with it. And um, 
I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you've watched a little bit, but it's just a little bit faster. And oh yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> oh, it has to be faster. Like you said, if you if it's not faster right now, you're gonna be behind. I mean, working with youth, we're teaching that. We're teaching tempo sets and shoot sets and back sets and faster offense and more fun offense. You have to you have to have fun with this game. And now it's such a sprint, right? It's been a sprint for with the whole scoring now, but you you know, watching like a guy like Miles Partain doing jump sets and on, you know, fake yeah. on twos and fake stuff. I mean, more and more players are doing that on the on the girls side, too. And and if you're not doing that, yeah, it's it's going to be challenging to to keep up. So I completely agree. And I think Evie was one of the first coaches to be like, let's let's try some stuff here. We got to try some stuff. Yeah, no, seriously, I think it's if you're not trying out new things, if you're not watching the game and watching it evolve you're just like no i'll just keep doing my thing man you're gonna get far behind yeah yeah okay last coach i want to bring up is dane blanton another friend of mine and a olympic gold medalist and i was asking him about you and um he was your assistant at usc yeah right yeah so he said that she's one of the fiercest competitors and he brought up this story about the alumni game <laughs> at USC where where you uh, you really, really wanted to win in a, just like kind of a fun alumni game. And I think you got a little emotional after. And and he really respected that because, you know, alumni games are kind yeah. of fun. You just kind of hang out. Yeah. But to see that fire in, in a, just like a, a little exhibition, he he mentioned that. And I really, I really like that. Um and then also he mentioned 103 consecutive wins with, I said Kelly Clays, but yeah, Kelly Chang, uh, with, with Kelly Chang, 103. That's, yeah. that's huge. That's, I think he, he said that uh, that record may never, ever be broken. So, I mean, that's a lot. Uh, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dane. I love Dane. He's such a great guy. Um, oh, yeah, wait, and, I mean, wait, 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 sorry. Oh. And, and then, She's poised, classy, and professional. I wanted to make sure I got oh, that in. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that is so nice. I mean, okay, to be fair, that alumni game, <laughs> like, come on. Our alumni, we were playing April Roth. April Roth. Ringo <laughs> was the partner. So I think, too, like, it, it, like, in that moment, it was, like, a goal of mine to, like, prove to, like, you know, those two pro players across the net that they like should be, they should fear me because <laughs> right. I was like, I'm next, like I'm coming for you kind of mentality. Yeah, totally. So I think, I think in that moment in that alumni game that I just really wanted to prove myself. So <laughs> that's funny. He brought that up. I love um, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kelly, I mean, Kelly Clay's at the time now, Kelly Chang, um, yeah. Yeah, we were, you know, very successful at USC. Um, and, you know, 103 wins in a row. Um, and I actually didn't know this, but one time my, the PR, the marketing guy sent me kind of like all the stats at USC. And I was just kind of looking at it one day. And from my freshman year to senior year, I actually also like never lost a tournament. Let's go. And I was like, I never realized that. And I was Let's like, oh, go. wow, that's like pretty cool. Like Man. individually, right? Like individual tournaments um, with just you and your partner. So um, 
I don't know, I guess kind of just entering that flow state, you know, of like, yeah. just going and not just keep grinding, don't stop. Um, but I mean, it was hard too, because like, I think when we got to that 100 and 0 point, you kind of felt the pressure because it was like, it was happening, right? And it's never happened and for beach volleyball collegiate, like 100 and 0. Um, but I think it was also a time to just be like, reality check just take a deep breath we're just we're still playing volleyball nothing changes just pass the ball you know um but I think sometimes all those like emotions can get caught up but it's just like like you said like let's control it and like let's use it to our advantage rather than like let it overtake us so um I think that was really special for Kelly and I to have that in college and then you know us breaking up for a little while and getting better individually and now coming together it's just it's really fun to like have that history of like a lot of success in college and now let's bring it together and put it on the world tour yeah okay then and that'll be our our next topic but i i also wanted to make sure i mentioned because i didn't know this you know in in your intro i said you won three national championships dane told me technically it's five yeah. Because three is a team, two pairs, right? Yes. Yeah. So five. Let's go, Sarah. I yeah. Mean, that's <laughs> a lot awesome. of people. I don't, yeah. A lot of people. I don't know if that's. Yeah, it's but the two pairs, like, I mean, they count. But yeah, a lot of people say three time. But yeah, we I won one with Kirby Burnham my freshman year. Yeah. And then Kelly, our sophomore year. And then they got rid of it my junior and senior year. You should have told me in the beginning, like, <clears throat> actually, it's, uh, um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> like it's Kobe, right. remember when Kobe? Yeah, I have all the rings. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'll show you the rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Uh, so yeah, that, that, I just want to make sure that, that was, that was cleared up right there. <laughs> okay. You. So, so, so moving forward here, Sarah, you know, like you mentioned, you're reunited with, with Kelly Chang and you guys are kind of, maybe one of the front runners for the United States right now. I want you to talk about what your mindset is like moving forward into this. It's not a quad anymore. It's really just this, this two year sprint um, coming up here. But before you do that, could you talk about, you mentioned um, pressure again, I want to make this relatable for anyone um, because not everyone's going to be Olympic hopefuls, but we, I think we can all relate to pressure and the idea of pressure to perform. You know, you, you, um, you've obviously been in big arenas. You've had a lot of people watching you. You've been in the spotlight, Nike sponsored athlete. You know, you, you know how to deal with pressure. But were there, was there ever a moment where you're like, man, the pressure to perform is a lot right now, um, which I think a lot of kids deal with right because yeah. you know like the, the whole instagram world and like how how's this gonna look how am i gonna you know like talk about that uh before we get into the olympics stuff sure yeah i mean i think that's been like a developmental thing for me you know dealing with pressure and knowing it's there i mean I, yeah i mean you get pressure in everyday life right right um not just in sports but you know for me when you step onto the court. I think there, there is a lot of, a lot of pressure to perform, to do well. Um, and I think it, it for me, it kind of lines of like trying to be like too perfect. 
of like, oh, this is gonna be perfect. I gotta look perfect. I gotta play perfect. But it's just like, okay, that does not exist. Like, I, I think for me, which I've, which helped me, I think within like the past year is like knowing who like my inner circle is and like those people who love me no matter what, who I trust with everything, who have my back. And like, cause I think, especially as young athletes, social media, everything, you get a lot of outside pressure from other yeah. people yeah. and a lot of, a lot of negativity and a lot of people talking behind a computer screen of yeah. like what they think they know is best. Right. And like, Oh my gosh. It's just, if you learn and I'm continuing to learn, but if you just block all that stuff out, it, it it's amazing. It's just like, those people don't know who I am. They don't know how hard I've worked. They don't know what I've been through. Like, I don't know what they've been through. Like what gives them the right to talk, you know, maybe bad or, you know, like, I just think there's like so much with social media of like people can kind of bag on you a little bit. So, so but, how Sarah, how, how do you block that out? Like if you see some bad comments or you see some DM, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, how do you, um, how do you just forget about that stuff? Yeah. I actually just, a lot of the times don't look. Okay. Uh, I, there's a lot of like, uh, even I know there's a lot of positivity too. And you know, like yeah. I appreciate everyone who reaches out and yeah. I, I think it's great. Like it's, it's, it's really nice, but at the same time, it's like it, you know, people are going to be mean people are going to be rude yeah. it's going to come up like right. it's just going to come up it's inevitable but like knowing that it's okay and just kind of being like okay all good like cool. i like that you know it, yeah. it's just kind of like guess what i don't know you like i'm going to go over and hang out with like my friends and like they're going to spread positivity and like and and of course you know like everyone know you know and as an athlete when you don't have a good game you don't need people to tell you. It's like, oh yeah, I didn't play my best there, but you know what? Yeah. Learning moment. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I got a little off track there, but I think that comes with like pressure of just being like, you know what? Yes, I know I want to win. I want to win more than anybody out there. But like my sister said, she's like, we're gonna love you no matter what. Yeah. Like we are we are more than athletes. Like we really are. Like, yes, my whole world a lot of my world revolves around that because I love it so much and I want something so badly, but there's a lot, there's a lot more to it. There's, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot more to life than just playing volleyball. You know, you know, what comes to mind when you say that stuff is the idea of reframing. Reframing is you take something, maybe let's call it a bad comment and you reframe it to make it useful for you. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool tool because I think a lot of times we can get stuck in a bad comment or a bad person or an energy and we're like, oh, right. And I think the, the, the tool is reframe. Oh, this is, this is happening for me. I can use it. I can make it useful. I can add it to my fire. Like you said. Right. And I think that's, sure, yeah. I think, I think that's great. Like, oh, this is, this is fuel. This is fuel to my fire. This is useful. Thank you. Right. And it, that's a reframe of something maybe quote unquote negative to now it's a positive. Now it's fuel for me. Sure. No, I, I completely agree. And I, I think it's also important to like, especially for young athletes to just like kind of figure out who you are, mm -hmm. you know, like don't let other people determine who you are and what you believe in and like what your goals are. It's like, 
that's personal. And there's going to be people that help you along the way. And there's going to be people that try to drag you down, but it's ultimately what you want and what you, you set your mind to do. So yeah. just in hard times, remember that and remember who you are. And like, I remember my motto, you know, and it's like, yep, that's who I am. That's how I'm going to approach it. I love that. that and it re really makes me want to ask you about mental health. That's a kind of a big thing right now in, in the landscape of athletics and society itself. How do we stay mentally healthy, Sarah, as athletes? And, and you, you mentioned, um, I'm more than an athlete, you know, um, the idea of identity is coming up, you know, my identity, I'm, I'm more than an athlete. Um, tie that in with mental health. How can we stay like mental, mentally healthy right now? Sure. I mean, I, I, you know, I think that's, it's just, I mean, that's tough. I mean, everyone goes through things differently and, um, you know, I can credit my family a lot to like how I approach my mental health of, you know, how supportive they are and, um, how I know they always have my back and I know people don't have that. Um, but I, I think it's, it really is just, you know, like asking for help when you need it and sure. trying not to go through everything alone. Like when I have my hardships, like there's always been people there for me and, you know, I can't, can't thank them enough for that. And, you know, hopefully I've been one of those people for somebody else. You know, I think it's just important to, to really, truly, like I said before, like find out who you are and, and what you want and just know that there are people around you that love you and want the best for you and, um, knowing what you want. And like, I, you know, I've, think throughout my career I've been very mentally healthy and it's just because it's like I have such a big goal in mind and I and I it, for me personally it's like there's nothing that's going to stop me to get to that place and let's go so that's helped me a lot personally I love that and then what about rest yeah <laughs> for a lot of athletes like a, <laughs> like we we it's hard for us to rest right but rest is oh, such yeah. an important part of staying inspired and going for it sure yeah I mean rest is I think if you're not resting you're not going to perform how you want to yeah like I think it really is a balance like I actually am in rest mode right now right. where I'm, I'm I'm actually back east with my sister and my brother-in-law and my nephews but for me it's sometimes even getting out of California because mm -hmm. as an athlete or, you know, and I have all my friends there, but you're always being pulled in like so many different directions. And it's like, I, I try to like do everything. And like, sometimes I do too much. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm like, okay, let me take a step back. You know, luckily I'm right now, you know, back East, like got on a plane. I'm kind of like, I'm yes, running around with my little nephews, but kind of mentally taking a break from volleyball resting. Um, obviously still doing my workouts to, you know, so I can perform the way I want to, but kind of just checking out a little bit and, and just enjoying the holidays. Luckily our season kind of falls where we can enjoy Christmas and new year's. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I'm Great. just taking a break <laughs> as you should, cause you're gearing up for this run. So let's, let's kind of finish our, our podcast today yeah. with that. So so after the, you know, after the holidays and we're getting close to 2023, what does that schedule look like for you? What are you excited about? Uh, I'm assuming Doha is, is the, the, the next one, right? It's the next big one. Yes. Oh my gosh. I am so excited. 
Let's go. I think I think it's you know it's great that you know both Kelly and I are taking this little rest period. But right before I came back east, we had a few team meetings, a few team practices, and something I love so much about you know our team right now is um, you know being with Kelly and our our coach Jordan. We do come we come together a lot as a team and you know, we have goals and mindsets and we talk about everything. And right before we, we left, we, we wrote out our schedule for next season and kind of the tournaments we want to hit and maybe some that we'll miss. But I, I don't think I've ever done that before with a team where we kind of really game planned of like what we want to do and how we're going to do it. I'm just like, they got me so excited because Let's I'm go. like, wow, like this is the schedule we want. And then at that time, we didn't know if we would make World Tour finals. And then a couple of days ago, we found out that, you know, top 10 teams in the world get to compete for World Tour finals. So Come we on. are beyond excited for that, um, you know, especially for Kelly and I, because it's all kind of talk when you partner up with somebody new. Oh, what's going to happen? Are they going to be good? So we got a lot of that. But then we had two tournaments to be able to play with each other. And I think that helped like getting into the world tour finals. Like we proved a point of like, we're not here to mess around. Our goal together is stay consistent on the world tour to be the best team on the world tour, to be the number one team in the U S and just to take wins from other teams and, and to take it for us and to take it for our team. And I think that's how we're approaching this next season of, Hey, we're not messing around. And let's um, go. I don't know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I let's cannot go. <laughs> I think it was really smart that you guys did those uh, those FIVBs in Brazil and Australia too, because you got a, you got a bunch of points, right? Yeah, yeah. So we actually just played the two back to back tournaments in Australia. Uh, oh, it was, it was just, a challenge. Just, okay. It was yeah, just Australia. It, kinda, it was so two. Yeah, two in Australia it was a challenger the first week and an elite the second week. Okay. And so yeah, yeah. we got to play two weeks in a row. Uh, we've learned a lot. We know what we need to work on a lot right now. Um, but yeah, we are. Uh, we're all on the same page, you know, playing wise, coaching wise, and we're we're ready to go. Well, Sarah, I'm a fan, you know, and I I can't wait to see what happens. I'm a lo- I, I mean, so many people are rooting for you, but I'm I'm basically along for the journey here. So, um I Thank know you guys you. Yeah, I know you guys are going to do great and I'm just excited to watch and be a part of it and if you need a, a someone to serve at you guys, let me know. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I'm going to actually hit you up about that. We got to get you out to some more practices. Yeah, yeah, and I want to bring Ty out there too. Um, last question, Sarah, uh, tie all this together in this one word that I like to finish with, which is fulfillment. What does fulfillment mean to you? Yeah, I, I mean, I think fulfillment to me is just truly being yourself and doing what you love and portraying that so other people can see it. You know, I, I think I go out there and I play the sport with the energy and passion that I do is because I truly love what I'm doing. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I hope other people see that and I'm hope I make an impact on other people, but just be true to yourself, you know, go after what you want and never give up. Let's go. <laughs>
mic drop. Um, before we sign off, please mention any sponsors, websites, social handles, anything you want. Yeah, I mean, can't thank my sponsors enough that, you know, help me out as an athlete. As you mentioned, we talked about Nike. Um, I also have Oakley, KT Tape, and Mikasa. So can't thank them enough and my agent enough for, you know, not only playing the sport I love, but, you know, doing it because of the help of my sponsors. And I think you mentioned it earlier too, but my Instagram is Sarah Hughes Beach. So feel free to follow. Trying to also do TikTok now, also Sarah Hughes <laughs> Beach, but I'm getting a little work in progress there. <laughs> right on. Well, Sarah, I can't thank you enough. Uh, don't go anywhere. For everyone listening, thank you so much for listening and being a part of uh, of this podcast. And please engage. Please, you know, uh, write a comment. You know, uh, let me know how you guys are liking this podcast. Um, you could write a question for Sarah. To, I'll make sure she she gets it. But just thanks for being a part of this, you guys. This has been a fun uh, fun project for me. And I just can't wait to keep sharing more and more inspiration with you guys. So once again, my name is Aaron Wexler for Sarah Hughes. Everybody, peace, love, blessings, and stay inspired. Thank you. <laughs>